You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to renewedheartministries.com and click donate. The contradictions of our present economic system are being exposed more and more each passing day. A system with such a long history of placing profit above people and planet, it cannot easily pivot now to prioritizing people, especially not the most vulnerable people in our society. Welcome to the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery, and this is episode 325. Our title this week is Growth for Growth sake. And our feature text is Luke 13, 1 through 9. At that very time, there were some present that told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. He asked them, do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were worse sinners than all the other Galileans? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those 18 who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them. Do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree, planted his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So when he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? He replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it and put manure on it. And if it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. As we decide discussed that last week in a gospel for the earth, Jesus had called the elites in his audience to make reparations to exploited and marginalized people in their society before the response to their exploitation escalated out of control. You can reference that in Luke 12, 58. In our passage today or this week, uh, some in his audience responded by raising Pilate's slaying of Galilean rebels. Did did they bring this incident up as a rebuttal to to Jesus's call for reparations in in a society on the verge of rebellion, Rome very carefully watched when any of its subservient people congregated, but it especially watched those with subversive tendencies leaning toward revolt. The Galilean Jews they certainly fit this description. Being exploited nationally by Rome and economically by by Jewish elites cooperating with Rome left some on the edge of rebellion, ready to, to throw off the yoke of Roman oppression by any means necessary. And one of the ways the elite responded was to accuse the exploited rebels who, who hungered and thirsted for things to be put right, as, as Jesus refers to in Matthew 5, 6. They accused them of being sinners and getting what they deserved. Jesus called them instead in the Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Plain. He called them 
blessed. The elites were were victim blaming. The, the the oppressed class's failure to put things right was not because they lacked moral uprightness. It was the result of an almost insurmountably heavy system that had been designed to work against them and violently if need be. As we all respond to COVID-19 right now, where do you see injustices in our society being laid bare or amplified and, and pushed to a breaking point? Are you seeing those most vulnerable also being blamed today, or those who are disproportionately suffering, do you see them being blamed? Uh, who's defending the system right now? And on the other side, who's calling repeatedly uh, for change? There are some parallels between Jesus's context and our own economic and political breaking point. The story in Luke it invites us to ask, how can we stand in solidarity with vulnerable people who are hungering for things to be put right right now? Most scholars agree that in the Galilean revolt referred to in Luke 13, Roman soldiers, they must have surprised the Galilean insurgents while rebels were, were sacrificing in preparation for their revolt. The Roman soldiers slaughtered the Galileans right then and there. And the religio-political elite, they responded by questioning whether the people revolting had been morally upright. Jesus replied, do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were worse sinners than all the others? I hear some news pundits today doing the same thing. He, he, Jesus goes on to say, no, I tell you, unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Then Jesus responds to these objections with a, a second occurrence that everyone was talking about during that time. Or those 18 who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem. According to some scholars, the tower in Siloam was a tower that Rome had used for weapon storage. A group of, of zealot insurgents had tried to dig a tunnel under the tower, hoping to seize the weapons stored there and use them in a violent revolt against Romans. But the tower's foundation was already decaying, and the, and the zealot's tunnel further compromised the integrity of the foundation. The entire construction suddenly collapsed and it claimed the lives of, of several Galileans. Jesus said again, no, I tell you, unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. In Jesus's call for repentance, I don't hear the, the typical evangelical moralistic idea of repentance that so many of us are used to today. I hear a Jewish prophet of the poor calling for a change in society so that the poor and indebted are not further exploited. He was calling for a repentance where uh, the, the exploited could experience the distributive justice that was called for by the Hebrew prophetic tradition. And you can find just one example of this by, in the book of uh, Amos. Luke's gospel, remember, it was written long after Jerusalem's catastrophic crisis in 70 CE. Yet in that gospel, Jesus warns that if people did not change their society's path, inequities would continue to escalate until their society imploded and all would be destroyed together. Because it was written after the fact, Luke's gospel can more easily connect these dots for its audience. 
Jesus then finishes this warning with a story. And I want you to read this story prayerfully this week. Remember the the social and political context in which Jesus told it. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I found none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? He replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it, put manure on it, and if it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down." The system of exploitation of the masses for the benefit of a few was set on a collision course with annihilation if something didn't change. What was the fruit that the gardener looked for that would ensure it it, it remaining? I believe it was a, a more distributively just shaping of society where the rain fell and the sun shone on all Equitably, you can find that idea in Matthew 5 45. What does this mean for us today? The contradictions of our present economic system are being exposed more and more each passing day. The exploitations that built that are built into our system are straining in this pandemic. A system with such a long history of placing profit above people and planet. It cannot easily pivot now to prioritizing people, especially not the most vulnerable people in our society. Our food distribution chain is breaking down. People have lost their their income. They can't afford to feed their families. Uh, Those who are barely surviving already now can't pay their rent or, or their mortgages. The solution here in the U.S. so far has been to plunge those in need further into debt. Bailouts for people in the U.S. are very different from other countries Uh, that are offering uh, bailouts to their citizens. States are also, they're quickly, uh, on a state level, running out of money. The immigrant population here is especially vulnerable during all of this. And our present food chain, remember, it depends on them. The the for-profit health system is also at a breaking point. Healthcare professionals now have to uh, place their own lives at at risk. And, And nonprofits that typically provide share they're also feeling the strain as they operate at significantly lower income income levels uh, than they usually do. It's time, I think, to dream of and work toward a system that places people over profit. Imagine the world we could create if Jesus' followers insisted on following Jesus' clear call to distributive justice. In Luke's gospel, the fig tree continued to grow, but it did not produce any life-giving fruit. Growth for growth's sake in capitalist economies is called profit. It's good for business, but on a cellular level in biology, it's called cancer. It's not good for creatures or for the planet to grow just to grow. And it's not good for those at the bottom and edges of our present economic system either. It was once named a recipe for potential disaster uh, also, which harkens back to the warnings that we're reading over the last couple weeks. Uh, I'll put a link to this, uh, the history of this in our own uh, e-site this week. But today it's 
proving to be just that. It's a recipe for disaster. In our passage, the fig tree won't be allowed to continue to grow exponentially or indefinitely without providing fruit for the sustenance and life of those around it. What could this say to us right now during this crisis about our own present systems? Our present system is, is is not working. It's not simply not working for those our present system deems least of these. It's actually doing them immeasurable harm. I want to believe that another world is possible, but if it is, we're going to have to choose it. Heart group application this week Again, we have the ability to slow the spread of COVID-19 as we act together. And in moments like this, we at Renewed Heart Ministries, we are affirming all people as made in the image of God to live as part of God's peace, love, and justice. There's nothing more powerful than when people uh, come together to prioritize the least of these. And that includes uh, staying home where you can still and uh, wearing a mask when you go out, uh, just being careful, practicing physical distancing. Uh, We at Renewed Heart Ministries, in that context, we're asking all heart groups not to meet together physically at this time. Please Though stay virtually connected where you can and and practice that physical distancing. You can still be there for each other to help ease anxieties and fears. And when you do go out, please keep a six foot distance between you and others to stop the spread of, of the virus. This is also a time where we can practice the resource sharing and the mutual aid. Remember that we, that we find in the gospel stories make sure the the others in your group have uh, what they need. And, and remember we are interconnected more than we realize this pandemic has, has proven that we need each other during this time. This is a Time where we can work together and prioritize protecting those most vulnerable among us. And we'll get through this. Um, in the meantime, come up with new ways that you can take care of others while we're physically apart from one another. Number one this week, how have Jesus' social teachings spoken to you during our present pandemic? I know things are opening up right now, but the, the pandemic is still with us. This, this uh, virus has not gone anywhere. Uh, what, what, what has uh, the social teachings found in the gospel spoken to you uh, during this time? Our, our present system, number two, with its long history, again, of placing profit above people and, and planet two, again, it's not pivoting well right now towards prioritizing people, especially not the most vulnerable people in our society. What is the parable of the fig tree saying to you in this context this week? And share that with your group. And number three, considering those most impacted in our, in our society by our present pandemic, a statement by Reverend Dr. Kelly Brown Douglas has been on my heart this past week. It's from her book, Stand Your Ground, Black Bodies and the Justice of God. This is page 200. She writes, God's justice means a restoration of the dignity of all people. This begins with the crucified class of people. God's peace thus requires a radical restructuring of a political, social, and economic order that is sustained by and thus creates crucified classes of of people. Again, that's page Uh, uh, 200. This week, how can we work toward a world where crucified classes of people 
no longer exist. Brainstorm with your group and then pick something from your discussion and, and begin putting it into practice this coming week. Thanks for checking in with us this week. Right where you are, keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working towards justice. Another world I still believe is possible if we collectively choose it. Stay well where possible. Stay safe. Stay home. I love each one of you dearly. I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.